If 2020 was as tricky for you as it was for the rest of the planet, you could probably use a few extra bucks in 2021. Unless you're gonna go hit up the local fast food joint for a part-time job, maybe a side hustle is something that you wanna think about, like your own business. So how do you choose that side hustle? Get familiar with your skills. I have a brand new side hustle skills assessment workbook just for you so you can pinpoint the specific talents you possess that make you unique from everyone else. This assessment workbook will also help you develop ideas for side hustle gigs you didn't even know existed so you can pursue a small business that aligns with your strength and will come naturally to you. Go to chrismcpeak.com and grab your side hustle skills assessment workbook today. Now it's time for this week's episode. Struggling to balance a side hustle with your job in higher education can be a real bummer. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and I help career professionals in higher education make time for their side hustle so they don't waste their potential. If you're ready to think outside the box about your time and truly do all of the things, then tune in now because you've got side hustle. Hey, everybody. This is Chris McPeak, and thank you once again for downloading this week's episode of Got Side Hustle. Today, I want to talk about Zoom and want to acknowledge that while a lot of places are opening back up, I myself am at three days a week in the office, but Zoom, my friends, is not going away. We've learned a lot about what Zoom can do for our businesses, whether it's your day job, your side hustle, pulling your swim team together while the pools are closed. Zoom has become a important and immeasurable tool for connecting. But the downside of Zoom is that it's really easy to try to multitask your meetings or your connections because you're not physically in the room with the people that you're talking to. So they're not as aware of your distractions as you might think. And thus, today, I want to talk about 10 ways you can be more present at your Zoom gatherings. So for starters, number one, close all your tabs. In that time, the 30 minutes, the 60 minutes, the 90 minutes, whatever you've committed to do during this Zoom meeting, you should be fully invested in that time because the other people in the meeting are there to connect with you. So closing all your tabs means there's no immediate distractions right there in front of you on your computer. You only have your camera and your colleagues, friends, etc. to focus on during the meeting. And in that vein, number two is to take your phone and put it in your drawer. Chances are there's nobody who's going to text you or call you during this meeting where there's an absolute emergency happening. And if there is an emergency happening, that person's going to call you back more than once. So you can obviously check your phone if it's ringing incessantly and see what the F is going on. But otherwise, just throw that in the drawer, put it on silent, get it out of your immediate eyesight so that you're not in inclined to grab it right away when your colleague from accounting is reading off expenditures to you during the meeting. Does that happen to anybody? That does not happen to me, but nonetheless, it could happen. Number three, when you're in the meeting, pick one person to focus on. And it's not like you're going to just stare at that person the whole meeting, but that person's your focal point. So it could be the facilitator of the meeting. If your boss is in the meeting and that person's not the facilitator, you can focus on your boss. 
You can focus on somebody in the meeting that you haven't connected with in a while. You can focus on the person that's in the top right-hand corner of the Brady Bunch nine square. So whatever you need to do, pick that one person and have that person be your focal point. So pay attention to them. When they respond, you respond, engage with them, um, and, and do whatever you can to try to make a connection with that person outside of the fact that you're in one seat and that person's in another seat, but let them know that you're there for them and that you're thinking about them. Okay, number four would be to take paper notes where you have a pen to paper um, about what's going on in the meeting and write down key concepts. So focusing on the agenda and paying attention to what's being shared, if one of your colleagues or someone from your community asks a question that you think is particularly important, a statement that you want to remember later, write that stuff down so that you will have a record of what happened in the meeting and you can reflect back on that meeting at a different time. I find myself doing this when I'm in management meetings because there's more than 60 people in that Zoom room and it's it's really hard. Some of these tips, I mean, it's really hard. Focusing on one person during the meeting is tricky in a very, very large group meeting like that. But if I'm taking notes and I'm indicating who's sharing what, then that that is giving me something to reflect back on. What are the important pieces coming out of this meeting? Um, and I have to focus a little bit too so that I don't write down everything that everybody's saying because that I'm not really following. But just take a few notes with some key concepts and maybe write down the name of a person that you want to follow up on. Okay. Number five is to ask questions. So put yourself out there in the chat, raise your hand, um, make the rest of the folks in the meeting know that you are engaged, that you're paying attention, and that you have something to contribute to the conversation. Whether, again, that's a statement or a question, asking a question is obviously going to require an answer, so you might engage with more than just one person during the framework of the meeting. But when we participate verbally, Orally in Zoom meetings, people can actually see and hear that we're paying attention and that we're focused. So that's number five, ask questions. Number six, volunteer for something. So during the meeting, there may be a call to action. There might be solicitation for a committee or somebody to make a phone call, somebody to chair um, an event, somebody to just follow up with somebody else. Who knows? If there's something for you to volunteer for and you and you believe that you have the time and the interest in doing it, then go ahead and volunteer for that thing. Again, it's going to show the meeting facilitator that you're engaged, that you care about what's happening, and that you are invested in whatever that meeting is there to achieve. Number six, volunteer for something. Number seven, use the chat. Now, it's very tempting to just, again, pick your best friend in the meeting room and chat with them the whole time, talking about how um, so-and-so has a little booger hanging out of their nose or that this other person is having a bad hair day or that, oh my God, you're so bored, you really do not want to be in this meeting. Use the chat to connect with people and ask additional questions, connect with them about what's happening in the meeting. Um, if somebody makes a really, really valid point and you want to give them a kudos, pop into the chat and say, hey, Karen, 
That's fantastic. I'm really glad that you said that. That makes me think of blah, 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 which could, again, put you in a position to be called on or to be able to make an influential comment that's going to stand up and take notice for everybody else in the space. So that's another way of staying engaged, using the chat, but using it for good and not for distraction. Number eight is to thank the facilitator when the meeting's over and acknowledge that they have run a great meeting, acknowledge that you were happy to participate in it and say that you're looking forward to the next one, say that you're excited to follow up on your tasks. Let Make sure that they know that you appreciate the work that they've done in bringing everyone together and connecting on this particular topic. Number nine, let's keep our video on. When we turn our video off, that is the first indicator to the person who's running the meeting that you are not all the way there, that you have an agenda, that you're going to work on something else, that you're secretly eating your lunch and you don't want anybody to know that you're eating or that you might be doing something that you shouldn't be doing like playing internet poker or whatever. You can use your imagination in this vein. Um, we, we turn our video off when we're stepping away from the meeting. And if we're going to do that, of course, we're going to share that we're stepping away from the meeting. I know myself, I have taken my fair share of restroom breaks during longer Zoom meetings. And when I'm going to take a restroom break, I share in the chat. I'm stepping away for two minutes. I'll be right back. Mute, pop the video up, and then bring the video right back. If you sit in a meeting and you're on video the entire time, not only is the facilitator going to get the impression that you don't care, but the rest of the group is also going to get the impression that you don't care. And if there's something big to come out of that meeting, something important that you want to get your paws on, you're likely not going to be the one that that gets the kudos or that gets the assignment or that gets the praise because you've already demonstrated to that group that you're not all the way there, that you would rather pop your video up and do something else than to stay engaged with the meeting. So keep your video on, let people see your beautiful, happy, shining, smiling, engaged face during the Zoom meeting. And then the last thing that you can do is to make your Zoom room look fun and enticing by creating yourself a really nice Zoom background. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the logo of your organization or um, the podcast art for your show. It can just be a fun background that makes you think of being at the beach, or it can be a background that might have a little quotation in it that indicates how you're feeling about that meeting or that's demonstrating something that's important to you. Um, but give the others in the meeting a fun visual to put you in front of and something that will associate the group to you so that um, so that they'll remember you and they'll remember how you participated and they'll remember how happy and fun and outgoing and engaged you were during that meeting. Okay, that was pretty fast. I can't believe that was 10 things already. Okay, so again, to cap these off, number one, close all the tabs on your computer. Number two, take that phone, toss it in the drawer. Number three, pick one person at the meeting to focus on to be your focal point. Number four, take some paper notes or write down key concepts. Number five, ask questions, participate, offer something. Number six, volunteer for something or provide a call to action. 
Number seven, use the chat, but use the chat for good and not for distraction. Number eight, thank the facilitator for bringing everyone together. Number nine, keep your video on. People want to see you. And number 10, share an engaging background that will let people remember you and bring a positive aspect to the Zoom meeting. Okay, that's 10 ways that we can be more present at Zoom meetings and up our game, um, raise the bar and show how invested and engaged we are in that particular project, organization, group, etc. Once again, my friends, this is Chris McPeak. You are listening to Got Side Hustle and I so appreciate you downloading this week's episode. I will connect with you again on the next show. Take care. Hey you, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Got Side Hustle show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. And if you want some bonus points, I'd love for you to leave a rating and review or even better, share the show with a friend. Original music for the Got Side Hustle show is composed and performed by Chris Corral. And I'd love to see you join me over at the Got Side Hustle community on Facebook. It's a free group and we kick around all kinds of things relating to our day jobs and our side hustles. Go to gotsidehustlecommunity.com and connect with us there today.